My name is Phil Mendoza, and this is a championship bow hunting podcast fueled by Mountain Ops. Join me and my guests as we give you bow hunting tips to take your preparation to the next level. Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 49. Got some special guests on the show today. It's my first couple I've interviewed from the hunting industry. And we're going to talk about uh, lessons learned in the field, a common topic I've had on the on the show with, with some other guests. And we're going to continue it today with uh, Zach Griffith and Rocky Griffith. So before I get to that interview, I want to send a shout-out to today's episode partner. That's Grizzly Coolers. Uh, check them out, grizzlycoolers.com. They are also a partner of the Alpha Bow Hunting Challenge, which will be May 28th and 29th. And the next episode that we'll be airing, which will be Friday, uh, are going to give you full details on the event as it's going to be played out, including information as to prizes and just kind of how the weekend's going to unveil. So with all that being said, let's go ahead and jump into the interview with Rocky and Zach. Welcome back to another episode of Championship Bow Hunting. I have a special guest on tonight. My first couple, my first hunting couple, uh, excited to have both of them on, and I want to give a, a warm welcome to Rocky Griffith and Zach Griffith to the show. What's going on, buddy? How you doing? Good. So, um, first of all, congratulations on on the uh, celebration here. What it's been about a week, ten days ago? How long is how long has it been? Yeah, you're about right. About right, ten, 10 days. days. Yeah. 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 Good call. So yeah, we I, I I follow you guys' videos on uh, on social media and and it's a lot of fun to watch and it's refreshing, you know, because so many times it's always about the grip and grin and the seriousness of what can be hunting, but you guys are really shedding a, a interesting light and a little twist on on what it is to prepare and to be out in the field. So I, I'm enjoying it. I hope everybody else is too. I hope you're getting some good feedback there. But yes, uh, so en- good. enjoying that. Thank you. Cool. Thanks a lot, man. Oh. So, um, I've talked to Zach on a previous podcast a little bit, Rocky, first time having you on, so welcome. Thank you. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your background as a hunter and wh- where you where you got started and uh, where you are now with uh, being having a new hunting partner here. So, my family, pretty much all of them are into hunting, mostly my brother, he's a taxidermist, so um, I would say I started about four years ago rifle hunting and then when I met Zach um about a year and a half ago a little over a year ago he introduced archery to me so it's a whole new level and I kind of put my rifle up for a couple of months and I'm giving this a shot but so far it's uh testing my patience so that's kind of how I got started and where I'm at right now yeah and 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 bow hunting is just that it it is a uh some days you, you, everything's perfect, and other days you want to bang your bow uh-huh. against a tree, right? Yeah, she picked, she picked the wrong guy on the wrong year to learn how to bow hunt. <laughs> no. I have to remind her that I've actually killed stuff by taking her to, you know, showing her all my maps and stuff. Because, like, I swear I used to kill stuff all the time, but not anymore, man. Hey, we all have years like that, man. I did a few years back myself, but uh, it's just part of the process, part, part of the growth. Sure. And that actually brings us into the topic that I wanted to touch on. We've touched on in a few other episodes with some other guests, but as bow hunters, gaining 
knowledge in the field and instinct, if you will, is something that, in my opinion, is is done through experiences in the field. So because some of us are limited based on time or money or what have you, I want to try to help other bow hunters learn through, you know, through each other's experiences. So if you would, let's let's maybe share a story each of an, of an experience or a situation where maybe it was a situation that didn't end so good. Maybe it's something that you just, you, you, you know, you analyze how it worked out and, and tell us about it. So we can, we can share, we can talk hunting and, and we can continue to learn from each other. Well, I'll, I'll go first. Um, one thing I've learned as a bow hunter is I think I'm over analytical as to like my shot or my shot, my stock scenarios. And what I'm trying to say is, you know, hunting the high country, the typical scenario is you're going to wake up early, get high, start glassing, locate deer, bed them, and then make your play based on their, their bedding area or where they're going to be for the rest of the day. Especially in the summer, they're going to bed almost a full, you know, eight, nine hours straight. So a lot of times I'll get myself up there and I'll, I'll just overanalyze the situation and I'll say to myself, you know, if he would have bedded over in those rocks, I would have been able to go after him. If he'd have bedded just 50 yards higher into those scrub pines, I would have had a good angle at him. But since he didn't, I'll just talk myself self out of it. And, you know, that's good to an extent. But at the same time, I mean, I've also watched deer that I didn't think I could kill get up and move to where I would have been and I would have had an opportunity. And I've also made made moves sometimes on deer that I thought were a little bit aggressive or risky and they ended up working out. So, you know, miraculous things happen in the field when you just make a move. Um, I, I, I just, we relish hunting so much. We get so excited. But then when you're up there, a lot of times you'll just talk yourself out of scenarios and it's like, man, you're here to hunt. Go after them. You know, don't push the deer. Don't launch a 140-yard Hail Mary at him. But you know, get in there and play the wind and hunt him like, you know, you would if it was perfect scenario. And it's amazing how stuff just works out. It's nuts. So. Yeah, and that's it, man. I mean, like I said, f- knowing that time to be aggressive and not to be aggressive, sometimes what, what the script is or what the norm is, sometimes you got to think outside the box and, and, and just give it a shot. And like you said, good things can happen. I mean, I actually, I just had Ryan Callahan on with the Natural Born Hunter podcast here a few days ago and we were talking about a very similar thing and i i mentioned to him how this last year in new mexico and i was elk hunting i seemed to be i was dogging this herd and i just i was it seemed to be 50 yards further away every time that i can hear the bull call and finally i just started running at him you know i was on a trail in the heavy timber and i literally ran for maybe somewhere a quarter mile to half a mile and i got right there on top of the herd and i was 15 20 yards from the cows and i didn't get a shot but I at least got into the herd, and I, I knew where they bedded. So I came back that night, and I ended up shooting a bull right off that herd from, from you know, being aggressive. Not too aggressive. I still was playing the wind, but because they were all moving, I just I was like, you know what? Worst case, they're gonna they're moving away from me anyway, yeah. so let me see what happens. And, and it can work out. So sometimes a script isn't always the best thing. But, yeah, great point, man. Great story. Um, Rocky, what about you? What a... How about a story that you can remember that that maybe some of us can can benefit from? Like I said, it can be anything. So, well, unfortunately, I'd like to give you a whole bunch of stories, but <laughs> <laughs> I really never have had the opportunity to even knock an arrow. So I think my experience going forward is just to have patience and just to surround yourself with positive people like Zach. I mean, 
I don't know how many times I, I would tell Zach, I'm not going, we're not going to see anything, and just, just be a Debbie Downer. And Zach would say, no, 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 we're going to get one. I know it. I know it for sure. Let's just go up there. Sure enough, we go up there, and there's nothing. I mean, we don't even see one one deer. So I think for me, it's just, like I said, surrounding yourself with positive people and having a good attitude, regardless of the outcome, because... I mean, if it's something you enjoy to do, then you just kind of have to stick with it and hope that things work out. But I know once I do actually get a shot and the opportunity, I think it will all be worth it. But until then, you just, I mean, you have to be positive and have patience and and just feed off of everybody else's um, positive attitude. So. Yeah, and well said, because the process is what so many of us, sometimes we get so focused on the end result. And the process of trying to get to the end result is really where the experiences are made. And getting to enjoy those is probably going to happen when you least expect it. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> and having that repetition and that structure down of, hey, I need to do this and this and this in my shot sequence, and, and everything will go great. So I wish you luck on that. I know that it, it's coming. You know, It's only a matter of time. Uh, and, and you've got a good teacher and partner there with you. So I thought. I mean, this year... <laughs> Going into it, I'm like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have so many bucks downstairs, and this is going to be awesome, and my brother can mount them all for me, and I've yet to get one, but it's all right. It's, I mean, the journey and everything we've gone through and just me learning from him, I mean, it, it's great, just because I started off not, not getting everything handed to me, so I think when it does happen, I think I'll appreciate it a lot more. So. Oh, yeah, for sure, and that's, like I said, just... It, I put my rifles down a long time ago. I grew up a rifle hunter, and and I've been in situations where same thing. It's like if I had a rifle right now, mm-hmm. it would be over, oh. right? You know. Oh yeah. But those times that you do close a deal with the bow, then it just makes it so much more rewarding. So, mm-hmm. well, I appreciate you guys sharing some stories with us tonight, and um, you know, I, I gotta ask a little bit. So obviously, the, the social media game is 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 plentiful with with content we've seen videos with you guys horsing around you know to to shooting your bows and and and, and even some stuff from your guys wedding so what what's what's the next step what's moving forward what's in store for for us to see uh are you guys just kind of captured as it comes um i'll let zach answer that well i'll be honest man you know you know me in social media i've been doing this for a few years now and i don't know i just kind of hit a wall or just kind of like not it's not not that it's not fun. It just feels kind of like I'm lacking in something. And so with her, she's just so, she's so adorable and charismatic, and she's so playful that I knew people would just gravitate towards her. And so I kind of mm-hmm. had to twist her arm because it's not natural for her. And I keep teaching her how you got to talk to the camera like that's a person because <laughs> she's looking at the camera, looking at herself. I'm like, no, 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 look at the lens. You know, it's just so <laughs> funny. Just basic stuff that I've gotten used to that we're just kind of adapting to, but. I just, I just think that it's priceless to be able to share our experiences, even if no one's listening, just to record them and save them on a YouTube so our kids can watch our wedding, our kids can watch the proposal, our kids can watch me and Rocky uh, wrestling in the living room. I mean, again, if the crickets are chirping and no one cares, that's fine. I'm, I'm still going to make the videos. I'm still going to post them because I look at it like an online journal um, with free storage I mean, it's just sitting on YouTube for eternity, you know, we can watch them forever. But 
the bottom line is we're going to keep cranking a couple videos a week. Um, we're going to hunt our tails off this year. We have a lot of hunts coming up. So. Yeah, life is settling. Um, I, I'll tell you right now, Phil, one of the lessons I've learned that I wanted to incorporate that I missed was I've got to focus on her killing something. What I did last year is we both have tags, and I would take her up where I've told you under that 12,000 foot stuff, and I would drop her off at about 9,500 in a ground blind, and then I would burn up the last hour in the dark. And, I mean, I was being selfish because I had a 200-inch buck up there I was trying to kill, and I figured she'd shoot a little forky off the water. And what happened was is she was alone, and she had questions, and she was bored or or confused or concerned and i'm up there chasing my dreams and the bottom line is she didn't have fun because of it so my goal this year and we've decided as a couple that one tag per person or excuse me each hunt only one of us hunts there's we're never doing any team hunts like it's her elk tag it's her hunt i'm not i'm not getting a tag i'm not carrying a bow i'm carrying the camera and vice versa and i think we'll have a richer experience i know she'll do better because she needs my attention and she needs that little confidence bump because you and I both know she puts one arrow through a deer, game's over. She's going to just start stacking them. But she doesn't believe that's even possible yet, and I've got to make sure that I help her to do that. So that's our big goal is hunt, you know. Together. Hunt together, but, but one at a time. On one person exactly. Time. And I'm going to definitely allocate most of the energy to her because the bottom line is, I mean, there is a lot of good tags out there and I'm so selective that I, I can't wait to start killing stuff again because she's going to stack a lot of younger deer or just whatever she decides, you know, I mean, it's going to be fun. I'm not as picky as you. No, so. you shouldn't be. I, we all do that. It's not, it's a personal progression. It has nothing to do with me judging someone else. It's just, I, I have a goal in mind. I want a bigger, bit badder deer than last year and that's it. And that's, I don't degrade anyone else's bucks or their trophy selection. It's just, you know, it's in the eye of the beholder, and, and that's the bottom line. So we're going to have a lot coming, though. Well, and that's great, man. And just from from my perspective, it seems like there's quite a bit of people watching, man. So you're doing a good job, you Thanks, know. Man. And it, any any of the little snippets I saw from the Western Hunting Expo and stuff this year, it's like there's kids running around with Summit gear. Yep. There's adults <laughs> running around. So there's people that are fans. And I agree with you. I, I thought about this a few years back myself. It's like, you know what? My oldest son is six now. My youngest is going to be two pretty soon. And I always thought about, not that you ever wonder if something's going to bad, it's going to happen to yourself, but if something ever, you want to have some kind of documented information. You want to, have, you want to be able to give them something, right, to learn from. And if nothing else, as they grow older, they can still pop in videos and watch stuff like you right. said and, and take from it, right? Sure. So it's a great platform. It's awesome because other people get to share in the experiences. So keep it up. Like I said, I, I look forward to seeing where your guys' adventures take you. Um, so tell us, tell everybody again that's listening and, and maybe watching on the on the YouTube episode here where people can can find your videos and uh, and, and follow you guys. So yeah, it's just um, YouTube channel. You can subscribe. It's called Rockzac. So R O C Z A C. And then, um, yeah, just Summit Productions through Zach's website. There's a couple links there. So we're easy awesome. to find. You can hunt us down. We're easy to find. We're easy. <laughs> you guys going to consider maybe a, a couples trained to hunt event this year? Uh, we actually, I haven't talked to her too much about it. Um, I got to find one that's close and work it into the schedule. We're also trying to add a little, a little, a little grizz to the Family. equation. So I'm not sure that'll be healthy. 
Nice. <laughs> Depending yeah. on where we're at, I mean, we don't know for sure, but yeah, absolutely. I'd hey. do something like that. She's the one too. She she's a competitive, fierce little bugger. So we'd have a lot of fun. <laughs> cool. Well, good luck. Congrats. I'm gonna plug uh, something right now. If anybody's listening to this episode as it comes out, it's gonna go up here Wednesday, so uh, a couple of days from from now when we're airing it. On Friday, my episode is going to be on the Alpha Bow Hunting Challenge, my own event that we're doing in Denver uh, Memorial Day weekend. It's, I'm going to give you all the info as far as divisions, uh, entry fees, rules, and format of the tournament. So make sure you check that out okay. on the next episode. That's going to be episode 50. I personal invite to both you guys if you're around uh, May 28th, 29th. We're going to do, a, like I said, at my shop here in Denver, No Limits Archery, we're going to do the first ever alpha bow hunting challenge and it's going to be a lot of fun so check check out the video you guys will see all the details thanks again for joining me tonight and we'll 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 keep following and we'll uh, hopefully everybody tunes into the next episode so we'll check you guys later likewise phil take care bud